want to uh, either today or tomorrow, I'm going to give you a, uh, an update on last year when I said you won't recognize your country uh, from where we are last year to this summer. Can you smart down? We're going to be doing a Saturday show this week. <laughs> no, today or Monday. Oh, okay. Uh, my Patriot Supply uh, is, um, is here to make sure that you have food from everything from gas to food. It has jumped up in price. Um, they're, they're not telling you the truth about, you know, we don't have any inflation. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And you know it. Please, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, and if there's any kind of disruption with food or, you know, trucking or anything, we're all screwed for at least a little while. Please take this worry off your back. Get prepared. Preparewithglenn.com. Get a four-week emergency food kit for only $50, or sorry, $50 off the regular price. Your food will ship fast and free. It arrives in unmarked boxes. You don't need to tell anybody, and it doesn't make you weird. It makes you my grandmother, honestly, who just did this without the shipping. She just canned. We should have extra food on hand. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. America, welcome to the program. It is Friday, which means we recap the week. Can't wait to hear Bill O'Reilly on the FBI and the warrant that we are now waiting to be released. Don't worry. The Department of Justice said that we're going to wait for Donald Trump. Uh, He said, release it. Release it all. Go ahead. Well, they didn't release it. They laundered it through the Washington Post. We're waiting for the official release of that warrant. But apparently, Donald Trump was building nukes in his basement. Or he was planning on selling our nuclear secrets to the highest bidder. Good God, America! Stop it! Stop it! I feel like we just need to take our friends and our family by the shoulders and shake them awake and say, what is wrong with you? You actually believe this? More with Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. Unfortunately, probably yes. Uh, Jody writes in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, let me tell you how much uh, I love Relief Factor. Within one week of taking it, my pain and stiffness from arthritis and knee injury were gone. Not only do I feel better during the day, but I also sleep better at night. Thank you. Well, Jody, thank you for writing in. Jody got her life back. How about you? Are you experiencing pain, so much pain that you're like, I can't do the things I want to do? I can't just do basic things that I really want to do. I can't, I can't, uh, I mean, you just can't even go out at night or whatever. 
Get out of pain. Change your life, please. This is a, a, a not a drug. This is not something that's going to whack you out all day. This is natural, developed by doctors. It hits inflammation four different directions. That's what makes it work. So ibuprofen never worked for me. Never. So when I heard this, I'm like, oh, it's going to release some inflammation. That doesn't happen. No, no, no. This does because it hits your inf- inflammation at four different corners. So... If one doesn't work, maybe the other three do, and it works for me. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Um, I'm okay, Beck. I'm trying to advance this uh, story. I think it's an uh, incredibly important story for every American. Um, I was looking at the television numbers, you know, the people watching cable news this week, yeah. uh, a little spike, but not what you would think. Uh, I know it's vacation time and August in America. We're like France. Now everybody kind of decompresses, but this story has tremendous implications for this country and for every single American, even though most people don't know that bill, I am. I am uh, saving stories, full stories, and I'm categorizing them because someday I want to write a history of uh, Finnish uh, uh, Churchill's tome, the end of the English-speaking peoples, I feel. Um, but I've been trying to put them all together, and lately I've been thinking this is one of the biggest stories in American history. And this one is. This one is. But- I, I, I concur. Um, but it's not, it's not the way it's being portrayed on television. See, this is, uh, Americans, they're now dividing themselves again, the pro-Trump, the anti-Trump, okay? That's not what this is all about. This is about an administration that has been in office now for a year and a half, and almost every part of the administration has collapsed. The most important part is national security, all right, keeping us safe from Putin, China, um, the jihadists, all of that. That's still in place. But the FBI, their job is to keep us safe here at home. Okay, hang on just a sec, Bill. Let me me ask you, what do you mean that they've all collapsed? Because I'm getting it. Okay, all right, okay. The FBI is collapsing. Would you agree? Uh, It's transforming. It's becoming bigger, scarier, and not what the Department of Justice is supposed to be doing. It's a a weapon. But in the court of public opinion, Americans don't trust the FBI. Would you agree? I agree 100%. So that agency, once the most revered in the country, because of the Biden administration, and the Obama administration, both of them, all right, is now destroyed as a force of good in America. That's mm-hmm. number one. Yes. Number two, Department of Homeland Security. Destroyed. Destroyed. We have an open border. Anybody can come across. Anybody. And do whatever they want to do. Department of Transportation is presiding over the collapse of the American airline industry. You see what I mean? Yes. Every single agency, because 
there is no one in charge of this country. Joe Biden is not in charge. He is isolated. So the political zealots, the progressive zealots, are running the show out of the White House. And a guy like Pete Buttigieg knows he doesn't have to do anything, nothing, to protect the American consumer from the unbelievable collapse of the transportation industry in America. He doesn't have to do anything. That pressure brought upon him. And when Merrick Garland went out yesterday, and, and Americans could see him on television, a timid, frightened man. You don't think Putin and she took note of that? That man looked petrified. I thought he was going to cry. That's how weak he looked. And then you add to that Christopher Ray last week, not answering a single question honestly in front of that Senate committee. This is a disaster. And I don't think most Americans understand this. They're still in their partisan jar. Mm-hmm. We love Trump. We hate Trump. No. This is about the dissolution of your country. The power structure in the country, which was set up to protect you, is evaporating. Because the president cannot run the country. Have you heard that commentary anywhere, Beck? Uh, In my head. Yeah, but not on television news, certainly not in the newspapers, which are desperately, and I mean that word literally, trying to prop up by desperately trying to find a way to prop him up. Oh, oh, inflation isn't so bad. Oh, oh, his approval rating is up a little bit. It doesn't matter. The fundamental departments in this country at the federal level are all in desperate trouble at one time. Usually you have a cleanup somewhere. Now it's across the board. So, Bill. uh, And it's not two sides to the story, Beck. There's not two sides to the story. So what this raid on the Trump compound did was illuminate the destruction that is happening under Biden. Okay, so I think you're right. And the big picture, you're right on. I want the small picture from you first. Um, Tell me, um, A, is there any chance the president didn't know? And if he didn't know, shouldn't shouldn't he be removed from office just because he's not? Who's who's doing this without telling the White House? They still insist they didn't know. They found out from the news. Um, Hang on. Hang on. Just hang hang on. Hang on. Just a second. Um, I want to know the what what you think the real I think they were just going after anything January 6th. They're looking for a Hail Mary pass and they know they can smear him yet again. I think that is. So tell me. I know. So tell me what walk through it. You and I. All right. We're going to go down the Trump raid pass. Okay. In a fact-based way, Ron Klain, the chief of staff at the White House, knew exactly what the Justice Department was going to do. Yes. All right? He knew. He did not tell Biden specifically the raid is going to take place on this day at this time, and here are the details about the raid. He did it to give Biden cover. Correct. 
in case it went south with yeah. your hat. So now what is the fact on that? How do we know that? Because I've speculated that, but how do we know that? I know it because I know people working for the administration. Okay. So you have to trust me on this, but I can tell you that is 100% accurate. I believe it. That is how they operate every day. Yes. They don't tell Biden things that Biden might blurt out. Okay? He doesn't know the micro of it. He's not involved at that level at all. Okay. And you, it, it, all you have to do is listen to him when he talks. He doesn't know what's in the inflation bill. He doesn't know. Okay. So when they, when they put this together... Christopher Ray is the guy who put it together, uh, apparently. Um, and we now know that Garland approved it. What were they looking for? Somebody told the Justice Department through a grand jury proceeding. There is a grand jury proceeding underway. And the grand jury about- is, is for not for the National Archives for January 6th? No. Everything. It's everything. Okay. It's everything Trump. Okay. All right. So it's it's in D.C. Somebody told the Justice Department. They brought it to the grand jury. Here's what so and so told me. And we're never going to know who that person is, by the way. Even when they put out the warrant, that's going to be redacted the name because that person would be in physical danger. Okay. So somebody dropped a dime and said Trump has whatever. I don't know. Nobody knows except the grand jury and those proceedings are secret with that information. Garland himself approved the request of the warrant. They looked down in Florida. Who can we get? We know we'll sign this without any question. And they picked Reinhardt. Okay. And we've documented how he hates Trump. Reinhardt. Yes. So they shot the judge. Reinhardt signed it. Then Ray was told, you get your guys down to Mar-a-Lago and you find whatever you can find. And if it has to do with National Archives, fine. If it has to do with January 6th, all the better. Because we can look and whatever he's got in there, in his basement, in his drawer, whatever, we can see, which they did. That's how it went down back. Do you know for a fact, I've got it from the Trump camp one way, can't get a confirmation uh, from uh, anybody else, but I happen to believe the Trump camp, uh, that the warrant, they came on property, his attorney was there or was called. Um, They were told to get out of the house. They were not allowed into the house. Uh, that the attorney was not given the warrant. She was told to stand back, and they showed it to her 10 feet away. And uh, I don't know if they ever were given the warrant until, what, yesterday or the day before. Beck, you have come to the right place, but I am a little disappointed that you did not watch the no-spin news on BillOReilly.com or have... I'm pretending I didn't. I'm pretending that that I didn't. We had the attorney on. She was on 15 minutes drilling by me. What's she saying? Okay. She gets a call in the morning. Her name is Lindsay Halligan. She's Trump's personal attorney, not Christina Bob, 
who works for the Trump PAC. Miss Halligan drives to Mar-a-Lago, the Secret Service, you let her get in, and Christine Bob is already there. And the two women go to the FBI and say, please show us the warrant, which the FBI did, but not the sealed portion of it. Which is not unusual. Just the order. Right. Just the order from the judge. Got it. That they can search. Okay. According to Ms. Halligan, there were 30 FBI agents. Right. She and Ms. Bob, again, the two Trump lawyers, asked to be able to go into Mar-a-Lago to observe the search. Which is also not unusual for an attorney to be granted that, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, it's perfectly legal right. for the FBI to allow a search to be watched by counsel. Correct. Okay? The FBI says, no, you're not allowed in. Don't come in. Which was an abuse of power, in my opinion. But the two ladies had no power. Right. And, and didn't escalate it. So they had to wait outside. Ms. Halligan taped that conversation. Stand by. I want to pick it up there. Give me one minute. What you're doing day today to ensure your children are learning about the history and freedoms of their country. Are you doing anything today? I don't mean what are you planning to do. I mean, are you doing it? Because this nation may not have the time left for us to say, yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm getting that. Your kids' education on this subject is critically important. I want you to check out the Tuttle Twins, their new book, America's History, Strike While the Iron is Hot. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com right now. This is a history from 1215 to 1776. Extraordinarily important. It tells the story of America. It's not about memorizing names and dates. It's the story, the ideas that changed us. It is crucial that every home has this right now. You can go to the website. They'll show you everything they're including in the offer, including the audiobook version. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So we were at the place where the lawyer is standing outside of uh, Mar-a-Lago and right. the FBI agents come out and she tapes the conversation. What happened? She takes the conversation. The Trump people have it. I wanted them to give it to me. They want to hold it back, which I understand. Sure. Because if somebody accuses the lawyers or sure. anybody on the Trump property of something, they have a tape. Yep. There is a tape. Okay, so that is in the Trump camp. Not many people know that. But what do we wait? So did you not get what? Did I have to listen to that commercial and sit through that commercial and then not get a payoff to this story? Do you know what's on the tape? The payoff of this story is this. Yeah. The FBI denied the two Trump lawyers the right to observe the search. And they have a conversation on tape where the FBI says, no, you can't go into the house which is an abuse of power, is it not? There's no law that says uh, counsel is to be denied observational capacity. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a good story, but an unsatisfactory ending to the story, I'm just saying. 
Uh, okay, so Bill, so <laughs> what do you want from me? I got to right. tell you the So truth. wait, wait, I know. So so now tell me um, this whole thing. They the Justice Department, I think, launders this story through the Washington Post last night. We now know that it was about nuclear secrets. Yeah, but what? that's all crap. That's all garbage. Again, don't get caught up in that. All right, it doesn't matter what it's about. You could have done it by subpoena. You could have, the FBI and the Justice Department could have subpoenaed whatever they wanted. All right. And Trump would have handed it over so then, as he did in June. So then tell me, what is this really all about? Was it a fishing expedition? Was it a smearing of him? It, it, what, what, what is their end goal here? It is, is a gross miscalculation by an incompetent administration that thought by raiding the Trump compound, they were going to turn people against Trump. And that isn't happening because so, people don't want an abuse of power by the most powerful law enforcement agency in the country. Now, there's a caveat here. If they find something that's explosive yeah. that they can show to you and me and everybody else, then you have something. Then, yeah. Yeah, you have something. Then they can justify it. All right? But I watched Garland's body language yesterday. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it, in my opinion. Yeah. They're scared to death now. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so is it me giving them too much credit to think that one of the main pushes here was, A, if we can get something great, but we can't find these extremists that, that belong to Trump. We just can't find them. Uh, so let's create them. Let's just keep poking people with a stick and really go after him. Let's just cut through all this BS. Not you, by the way. Now you're doing a great job interviewing me. You should hold me over, but that's up to you. All right. What this, what this, you cut through this. The only way they can indict Donald Trump is on January 6th charges. They cannot indict him on any kind of document removal at all because of Hillary Clinton. Because they allowed Hillary Clinton to remove 2,000 top secret classified documents and did nothing, you cannot then prosecute anybody for doing the same thing. The only way they get Trump is if there is a piece of paper that shows Trump was in contact and wanted the January 6th riot. Okay. That's it. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. Don't miss his news of the day every day. BillOReilly.com and his book, Killing the Killers. The Glenn Beck Program. Alrighty. We're going to... We've got a packed show. We have have, uh, Herschel Walker coming up in just a minute. Uh, Stand by. Patriot Mobiles. Imagine... Imagine what life would be like if all of a sudden you didn't have a cell phone. That's what it would sound like. Okay, now get off the ledge. Nobody's coming to take away your cell phone yet until we get a little further along the Great Reset. They won't take it. In fact, they'll disband that you actually have it with you all the time. Anyway, um, here's here's another tough thing to imagine. That you don't have to pay so much for it. And with one of the big carriers, you're probably paying way too much money for your cell phone service. And that money is going to pay for things uh, to help out Planned Parenthood or to curb your speech. 
Get away from these companies, please. We all need to stick together. We all need to hang together. We will hang separately, as Franklin said. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Michael Malice is next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Michael Malice is with us now. Michael is the author of The Anarchist Handbook. He is also, uh, he came from a country uh, behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, His family lived through it. He knows about it. Uh, And we welcome him now to the Glenn Beck program. Hello, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. I'm great. Thank you so much. So I, I thought that I hesitate to even say this out loud. I, I thought... Last year, um, I said last summer, you are not, you think you don't understand your country right now. You won't recognize your country um, from August 2021 to August 2022. It will be that dramatic of a change. And Michael, I think we're really kind of at the last call here for this system. What we have transformed to in the last 12 months is astonishing it is a it is a government completely clearly out of control do you agree with that um i'm gonna be a little pedantic because you've made me wake up earlier than my usual 11 (laughs) a.m and i don't know if out of control is the right term because in certain ways they're most certainly in control yes yes um i i I would disagree with you a little bit i think you'd agree with my disagreement that this isn't just because of 2021 the lockdowns had already made the government unrecognizable the idea that you know we're all walking around with masks that we're not allowed to leave our homes hang on just a second that that's why i said last year in august i said look at where we've been yeah do you even recognize your country today and i said that much of a difference is going to happen again. And I, I think that's accurate. While it oh, started back then, but this is unrecognizable as the American system of justice or any of it. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's almost kind of mystical that electing Donald Trump ripped a hole in reality. And yeah. now the people writing the script don't know where to take the storyline. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing rumors, you know, or, or leaks at least from the Justice Department on various news outlets that the reason they had to um, raid Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago home was because of sensitive nuclear documents. Are, are we to believe that like Trump stole the formula for how to build a nuke? And unless they get it back from him, we're not going to be able to build nukes anymore. <laughs> or if the concern is that he's going to do something duplicitous with these documents, arguing the alternative, well, then why not raid him with his knowledge? And if he destroys it, so much the better. Uh, if he has some kind of secret nukes documents that we don't want him to sell to who knows who they're thinking he's going to sell it to, let him burn it. That, that would work out best for everybody. So right. I don't buy this story. I don't think you buy this story. Well, I, I don't, don't think most people buy this story. Look, Donald Trump, at, at a, no matter what you say about him, I do believe he loves his children and I do believe he loves America, even if it's because it's a place that helped him get rich and he knows how to you know function in it. 
I just do not believe that Donald Trump in any way, shape or form would sell something like our nuke secrets. First of all, I don't know what secrets we would even have anymore that everybody you can't find on the Internet. Um, But there's no way he would do that. And if you want to go down that road, let's talk about uranium and the Clintons. I mean, I don't want to get into that, but it doesn't make any sense. But well, we could talk about the Clintons. Barbara Olson, who was one of the tragic 9-11 victims, she wrote a book called Final Exit uh, in 2001 about how when the Clintons left the White House in 2000, January 2001, they stole the China and they had to return it. So it's every president, when you're an occupant of the Oval Office, it are, is of the belief that the stuff in there it basically belongs to them and then it becomes a legal issue, what's yours and what's property of the state. Correct. The, the thing is, if this, if this material was so time-sensitive, it's August 2022. Right. He's been out of the Oval Office for 18 months. So the idea that all of a sudden, you know, it's it's some kind of bomb that's about to detonate. And we got to get there. For a second, the idea that his attorneys um, would not co- cooperate with a lawful subpoena. I mean, they waited till he wasn't there. Uh, they wanted the cameras turned off. If 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 it was true, what the Justice Department was saying was like, look, this is by the book, send operating procedure. They certainly know how it looks. And they certainly know you've got this whole population of crazy MAGA people who don't believe anything government says. You want the film crews there. You want Fox and MSNBC and CBS filming saying, look, we're not doing anything unlawful. We're strictly going by the warrant. We're only going for these classified documents. And then that's the only way that people would be like, okay, I believe you. But the fact that they did it under cover of secrecy implies to me that they're trying to hide something. So where do we go from here, Michael? What 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 what's the end game here? Other than what I think the end game is, which is not pretty. I hope everyone listening to this prays for the continued health of President Trump. He's in his mid-70s. He's heavy. God forbid he suffers a heart attack or or stroke. No one is a huge percentage of the population is not going to believe it happened naturally. Yeah. And they're going to think this is some kind of Putin thing uh, that he has done to journalists. And then we're really going to be through the looking glass. I am very concerned because you have a group in Washington whose only move is to double down. And even when things blow up in their face, they just keep doubling down in that authoritarian direction. And at a certain point, it becomes brinksmanship. And that's when things really get scary, as you and I and everyone listening to this can appreciate. I am uh, also afraid that by hook or by crook, um, 350 million people. There are crazy people. And some of them are Democrats. Some of them are independents. Some of them uh, are Republicans. Some of them believe, you know, Pizzagate. Some people believe that, you know, Trump was going to sell the uh, secrets. Um, one person steps out of line. And uh, I think this, with this, you know, new approach to even the irs i don't think this is uh, far from a a police state if they want to if they feel hey we've got to crack down shut it down yeah i think the i think the spirit of joe biden's high school classmate woodrow wilson is mm. very strong <laughs> in the white house today uh they they both are incontinent and incapable of speaking coherently but they both very much uh, were comfortable weaponizing the federal government against their political opponents, even political opponents on their own uh, side of the aisle, ostensibly, such as when Eugene V. Debs, uh, who's the socialist candidate for president, uh, was arrested by Woodrow Wilson and imprisoned. So uh, I think, but at the same time, Glenn, 
we could look at the other side. This is their last gasp. They know they're on their way out. They know Americans aren't buying their BS anymore. So rather than persuasion, they have to turn to authoritarianism to maintain their hold on power. That's the other counter argument. And I don't, I don't know how, which way this is going to shake out. So what is your advice for the average person? Um, exercise your Second Amendment rights while you can. Uh, do not believe what you uh, see in the corporate press at face value. And be very careful who you have political conversations with because there is a large percentage of the population that we saw in the last two years that would trip over themselves to turn you in for a transgression and then they would boast about it on social media. God, that's scary. That is terrifying. America's never had that. Never no, we, we, we've, we've had that in the past. I mean, in, in certain contexts, but uh, had, it's... We had it with the Japanese. We had it with... Um, yeah, I, let me say that. We've never had that at a good time. <laughs> correct. Yeah. I, I think that's correct. But at the same time, we've never had social media where literally any jerk with a microphone, such as myself, uh, can make their voice heard and can have a platform in some context as big as the New York Times. And that is a big problem for agencies like the New York Times because th they're living in a 1990s model where they're the only ones who have a voice on the microphone. And now they don't know what to do when lots of people are telling them, screw you, go home and shut up. It's amazing to me the people who are actually anti-police, don't want any police whatsoever, um, and have historically hated the police and hated the DOJ and the FBI uh, are now the ones that are, are saying the FBI, how can you possibly say there's a problem with the FBI and the people who have always loved the police and supported the police and the FBI are now the ones saying, wait a minute, uh, police officers are generally good. Do we have a problem with our policing uh, in cities, yeah, and we should reform these things. But now we're looking at the FBI and we're saying the same thing. This is out of control, or this has gone in another direction. To yeah. play your semantics, you're exactly right. Um, this is out of control and needs to be reined in. And the left is going to make that into see the right is anti-police. It's, it's. I mean. I, it makes me want to drink again to be able, but, but, <laughs> to, be able Glenn, to survive. I got to tell you to go from being a Klansman to your anti-cop. That's a step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like someone's like, yeah, you're right. a complete racist and you believe in genocide. And the next day's like, okay, you just don't really approve of the police. It's like, okay, <laughs> I, I work with this. I love that. I love that. Okay. Uh, Michael, thank you. Thank always you. Always a pleasure, Glenn. Yeah, it's always mine. Thank you. Michael Malice. Back in just a second. Uh, what distinguishes a really, truly great real estate agent from a merely adequate one, or worse, a bad one, is something that I didn't know. I don't, I didn't know. You know, um, it's a little bit like witchcraft. You know, when it comes to selling your house and and we know that we think it's no big deal because we'll actually just ask one friend, hey, do you know of a good real estate? Yeah, I, I had one. I really liked them. Um, well, but did they perform in a good market, bad market? What did they do? What what how much money do they spend on advertising? Not your house, just their website. How do they get the word out and have that website highly trafficked? 
So your house is seen by people who are already checking that website, looking for a house like yours. There is a real system and real estate agents. I knows that system. And we have gone into uh, uh, real estate recommending real estate agents to you because it's hard. And I want to make sure that you don't have the experience of I've had over and over and over again. So we've, Put a, a, a way together to be able to interview real estate agents and really monitor them and see if they're using what we believe are the best practices so you'll have the best experience. And this is a free service to you. All you have to do is go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us if you're buying, selling, or both, where, and we'll get you the names of what we believe are the best agents in your area. Do your own homework. But we've done a lot of it for you first. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh my gosh. I am so concerned about monkeypox. I, I just don't know what to do. Oh, my. Well, boy, wonder, it is great that we, your crime-fighting duo, is here to take care of that evil monkeypox. Yesterday, uh, by the way, by the way, just want to remind you, the average person that gets monkeypox has had sex with 10 different individuals fine upstanding individuals i might add and it's i i i believe the stat is it's not just 10 overall it's like no in recent history yeah it's not like (laughs) well i had sex in college that one time no it's it's like i can't i can't really narrow it down all that much (laughs) where it came from because uh i've been very busy right entertaining myself so we're on to the monkeypox emergency of course of course that damn Riddler. Uh, but we also uh, have something else very, very exciting. We now can make our own decisions. Yeah. On whether we get a vaccine or not. Yeah. Wow, we are? Yes. Thank you, CDC. Yes, CDC wow. said you're on your own now. You can make your own decisions. What? We've grown up a bit a big boy. You have been. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They might be a little behind the times. We've no. kind of all we've all <laughs> kind of been there, been there yeah. for a while. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, I think it's kind of important to, to ask. Now that the CDC is over uh, with the with the uh, you know COVID emergency. Did they cancel the actual emergency, the national emergency? Is did they? I don't know about that. And that, oh, yeah, you want to leave that, that in there? Look, just you know, everyone, we still need those resources. <laughs> yes, we do. Even though we're on a completely different train now. That's going to be running through your head all day. It At is. least it has been for me. It has been. I just keep walking down the street yeah. just going, monkey pox. And people don't necessarily like that. Monkey pox. Do that when you're <laughs> sitting in a meeting. Just today, everybody's quiet and you're sitting in a big meeting. Monkey pox. <laughs> monkey pox. <laughs> uh, you know, by the way, they're voting on that uh, nearly $800 billion package. And everybody cares so deeply about it. 
They're all coming in from vacation to. Oh, no. Uh, no, but they are going to vote by proxy. So the. So they'll be they'll phone it in. I mean, they can take their time on their vacation to phone that in. I mean, it's only eight hundred billion dollars. <laughs> you expect me to come in off vacation to do that? And by the way, the only reason why they can do that is because of COVID. Um, but COVID just ended. So why are they still voting that way, Stu? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing they're doing, which is they can still vote remotely because they're just so worried about the darn COVID. But of course, they constantly meet together with no masks and indoor environments because they know this is a totally BS excuse at this point. But they do really like the idea they don't have to show up to work and can vote from home. So they're trying to keep that in as long as possible. I would like to suggest they all stay home all the time. I agree with this. Actually, I think this, this I don't this, know, maybe it's a good thing. This can, can is, let them stay yeah. home. This is, I think this is one of my greatest ideas that have gone. Nobody will take it. Nobody will take it. You want to, do you want to protect uh, our government? Continuity of government? Okay, easy. Nobody goes to work in Washington. You can do it all remotely. You can do it all securely from home. You keep your, your offices there in mm-hmm. your congre- congressional district. You do everything remotely. Um, that, that'll help, you know, the K Street. What are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to have to go visit everybody in all 50 states. Individually. Perfect. Good. 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 So, I, you know, it's for their safety that we keep them in all 50 states. And what do you think about giving them, I don't know, 12 months a year off? You know what I mean? So they can't do any more harm. You mean like it was originally intended? Yeah. I'm all for it. The Glenn Beck Program.